Hey, Rage. How's it going, dude? All right. It's been a while. Yeah. This band's my favorite. Don't you love them? Yeah, it's going to be the best. I'm so stoked. Hey, girl. You want a beer? All right. Aw, man. This is the best. I'm so glad we're all back together and stuff. This is great. Hey, um, do you guys know about the party after the show? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go, but um, my friends don't really want to go. Can I get a ride? Hello and welcome to We Are Weezer. I'm your host, Rachel, and today I'm joined by a very special surprise guest. But before the big reveal, uh, I want to tell you what We Are Weezer is all about. We're a podcast about Weezer. Uh, my co-host Juliet and I pick a Weezer song. We research the crap out of it. Sometimes we go to like page 12 on Google even and find out interesting fun facts. Try to find something that you've never heard before about the songs. We also rate and review them with our special rating system. And then we call it a day. Sometimes we have a fun segment, guest host, uh, Weezer news to share etc. But other than that, that's pretty much the, the podcast. So without further ado, we are super duper honored and excited and feel fancy to have the unofficial fifth member of Weezer with us here today, Carl Co- Coach. Is it, how do you say it? <laughs> you actually say cook. But uh, Cook. but over ah. but I've heard it said every different way over the years, and it makes no sense <laughs> to say cook. But that is actually what I grew up hearing my parents say, so that's what it is. <laughs> All right, it's like I didn't know. I've always wanted to know that, um, well, and how we always probably mess it up until until now. So good. Well, now it's on the now it's on the record officially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now you know. I think it's a an adaptation from the original German Koch, and. Yes. I think uh, it, I, I always heard that it went two ways. Either it went to Koch, depending on the family. But I, I guess most of the Koch's were Jewish for some reason. Like, that's the way the accent went. And then Koch, like the more, the other way it went to Cook, which, you know, it means the same thing. So I think it was just a matter of adapting, like, the English tradition as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, something else. <laughs> so... Like, are you, are, is it German? Do yes, you know? Yes, definitely. Okay. Definitely. There's billions, there's millions up, of them over there. <laughs> yeah. If I've looked up your name, like a lot of yeah, it's, it's, German it's, guys. It's always pop like, up. yeah, it's like, there's like, there's like 19 other Carl Cooks on, you know, Facebook and all over the internet. And they're always like some like German engineer that like, you know, makes like <laughs> plastics or something. <laughs> fancy, some, some fancy German guy. Exactly. Exactly. They look really harsh and stern. I try to be more relaxed. Um, try. <laughs> yes. Well, you're fine. Um, it's probably weird being on a podcast. Have you ever been on a podcast before? No. In fact, um, I, I feel like there is possible times that people have taken audio I've said and used it in one, um, but with or with or without my knowledge, I don't really remember. But I've never like sat down and tried to record one, and I've always been interested oh, cool. in it. Like I thought, you know, I probably have some stories I could tell and make a series out of it, but I've never had time to think about it enough to beyond actually some, do it beyond jotting down notes, which I have done. I've never got past that point. Maybe someday. 
Well, now you know how to do it. Yes. It's really easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually easier to do it by yourself because then you don't have to like coordinate and wait for people and right, right. line things up and yada yada. Yeah. Sometimes I like I've done minis alone and it's actually really convenient. Mm, mm. Well, it's cool. Um, it's cool that you're doing this. I mean, I I I appreciate it. The band appreciates it. I mean, it's it's a good it's a cool thing. I mean, I know there's not there's more than one Weezer related podcast, but they're all I think that's all they're all very cool to me. Like that's it's nice that people are doing that. Yeah. Well, when we started, there was only one other that I knew of that was actually like dedicated to Weezer. There's like there's Star Wars podcast, <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> podcast, <laughs> there's <laughs> Beatles po- I mean like yeah. whatever you could imagine super fans of and I was I thought it was really weird that Weezer didn't have one. Yeah. And the one that I listened to, they were just, they were different. And I'm like, well, I kind of want it. I want something different. And I think I even tried to like start one with other people, but it didn't mm. pan out. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to do it myself. That's cool. See if I can do a podcast. That's, so, a, that's really yeah. cool. How many people listen, do you think? Do you have any idea? I mean, we have like, is there like subscri- followers on Instagram, but I don't know how many. Is there, I, is there, I know that there's like over... 3,000 individual downloads of the song total. Okay, okay. And depending on what show it is, probably 100, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I don't think is that's, that's that not, much. But it's nice, but though. It it's grows like, yeah, over time. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's cool. So, I mean, like, I guess that means that 100 people are subscribed, and right. then whoever wants to listen. right. Is it they on do. Apple? Like, how do you how do how, how do they get it? Mm-hmm. It's on Apple. Okay, That's it's cool. on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Oh, cool. Okay. Google Play, like so, whatever you have. Yeah, yeah. Or you can go to our website. It's like yeah. everywhere. I think it's it comes a, down to there's just a billion things to listen to, and it, yeah. like you have to make some kind of a splash to get people's attention. And the more they check it out, the more you'll, it'll grow like that. So yeah, it's definitely like in general, I, podcasting is not. For people who want to make money or, um, (laughs) I understand, you know, it it takes a really long time to gain, to gain listeners because you, you, there's a lot of people who just start a podcast and it kind of like just falls off Mm -hmm. the face of the earth Mm -hmm. after a while Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's one of those things where it could be a hobby. Totally. Totally. Well, also, I mean, it seems like you're real organized and you stick to a schedule and that's, that seems to be like super important for anything to keep going with it. You know, like otherwise yeah. it'd be like, oh, maybe I'll get back to it. And then you don't, you know, so. Yeah. Cause life would. Yes. Take you away. <laughs> totally. Totally. I'm sure you, well, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. All right. Well, yeah. very good. So we have a lot of questions for you today. Yes. I, I kind of broke them up into sections. Uh, so first we all like, we'll start with the Weezer questions. Right. And then we have Carl questions, Black Album questions right. and all that good stuff. So hopefully we'll get some juicy news or at least explanations for the the age-old questions i will attempt my best (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll be right back guys
Okay, we're back, and this is Rachel. I'm here with Carl. So, hi. So these questions, why don't you either, you can tell if you know a Weezer perspective, Mm -hmm. whether it be, you know, a specific guy or the band in general, or you personally, you know, what are some favorite collaborations with the band that they've had? Oh, I'm trying to rack my brain a little bit about what collaborations there's been. Now, now songwriting collaborations have been 99%, you know, rivers. And there's many of those that have not even been heard. You know, he he went through a a period where he was really reaching out to so many people. And all over the spectrum, like, like he'd be like, he'd say like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a song with, and he'd name some like, rap guy I've never heard of. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and then like the next day you'd be like, oh, have you, have you heard this person? He'd play some like, you know, really like, like insane sounding, like kind of synth pop thing. And I'm like, whoa, like you're, you're, you're writing with that person. And inevitably it makes something really interesting happen. And of course, as you know, from reading credits on the albums, there's been, you know, co-writes in the last several albums on and off, depending. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I can answer for Rivers what his favorite would be. I mean, he always seems extremely excited to do it in general. But I think in the last year or two, he's actually kind of refocused on, you know, writing solo. But I think mm-hmm. he still co-writes depending on, you know, who he wants to reach out to and what's going on. As far What about with uh, Dave Sitek? Is he... Well, everybody is happy with him. Everybody's, you know, really... Is that hard usually? You mean like with a producer? Or what yeah, do you mean? to like have everyone get along and... Well, not everybody necessarily enjoys the the way a producer works, you know? Mm-hmm. Not that they've had a ton of producers. I mean, you can kind of name the major ones in one hand. And generally, they, they're, they're into most of them. But um, with Dave, they've all been amazed at his... He has like a very hyper uh, intense work schedule. Like he's like, he never stops working, which suits Rivers very well because Rivers never stops working either. <laughs> and he's very into, you know, very experimental sounds. And like, he's a producer you go to like, okay, we want to do this the Dave Sitek way. Like, like you're not going to tell Dave what, how you're going to do it. It's like, Dave's going to take your stuff and say, okay, check this out. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And the next thing you know, your song's like, whoa, what did you do? You know, but it's always <laughs> something interesting. But you love it. It's usually something really interesting and cool. Um, I can't say I've heard all the material they've been working on very recently, um, only some of it. but And it tends to get more palatable or, or more accessible the closer you get to the finish line because like the early mixes of some of these songs were like 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 wild. Like, whoa, like this is crazy. And then it gets to the <laughs> like point. No one's going to be all about that. Well, this. some people would be, certainly. And, and like, you know, for example, like, you know, Pat... Uh, loved that you know he, he's like wow there's some really wild stuff going on and it gets to the point of like all right now how are we going to release this track and you know it slowly gets kind of refined and like what you've heard for example with the uh the two tracks that came out so far um the hustle and the and the zombie songs like they're certainly more like sort of sonically out there than most weezer stuff in the past as far as like you know, they, they kind of take a stand like, okay, we're going to go this sound and it's really going to be this sound. But early versions of those were like, kind of like eye opening, like, whoa, what the hell is going on? You know, cause Dave uh-huh. just, does, Dave just like 
full steam ahead. He's, he, he throws so much stuff at it and, uh, he has a huge like library of just, you know, ideas and sonic stuff. That's just like, you know, he's spent many years just like accumulating this kind of, uh, vocabulary that not too many other people have. So anyway, they're digging, they're digging, working with him. So, yeah. Well, I know. So they collaborated with AJR or Riverstead right. and then they had, um, on the white album, the girl from Pussy Riot mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the hand clap. Oh, what's the name of them? Why oh. can't I think of their name right now? Oh, that's um, all right. You know who I'm talking about, though. There's so, so many <laughs> tracks now. That I can't, I've kind of lost track of everybody, all the details. <laughs> well, I can, I'm sure it all like blends together. Well, I can say Rivers loved working with AJR because they're so, um, what's the word? Like, they, kind of, they know what they want and they're very, you know, they, they worship Weezer. It, it, so it's like, you know, it was very much like a, like a reflexive thing. Like, you know, Rivers was like, you guys totally have, you, you guys know what you're doing. Like, you, you know how to write these these songs, that, that this hit. And of course they were like, yeah, but we learned it all from you, you know? So it was like this, like, you know, love fest, I guess. But <laughs> but um, Rivers was very gratified that, you know, hit the song he contributed to ended up being quite a big hit. You know, he was like, see, that's how it's supposed to work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's how collaboration goes. Right. You get together, Everyone's you do this happy. thing, and then everybody loves it. You know, like, that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, it was a big hit. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's that was kind of like the kind of, like, when he's doing those things, he's hoping for that because it's like, otherwise, nobody even knows about it, so why'd you bother? You know, that kind of thing. Um, I think mm-hmm. he's, uh, it was encouraging that that did well, and he felt... It, what about, um, oh, sorry. Oh, go right ahead, go right ahead. Because I, I can't remember. Lil Wayne. Did you, was that a fun collaboration? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, they never... Because you were separate, was ever, right? Well, nobody was ever in the room with, with Lil Wayne. He, that was an early case of what's now very common, where people will just send over, you know, what they, you know, their part. And you just drop it in mm-hmm. and say, oh, there it is. I, and, of course, there was a lot of mixed feelings on that because, you know, Rivers is very determined. Like, we, we need to get you know, a, a hardcore rapper on one of our songs. You wanted to really try that. And so it's like, you know, I had, I admire the the pluck of it. You know, it's like, okay, damn, like that's a, that's serious. <laughs> it's a big step. It's a huge step. And it, they probably, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think it was really, they were really ready for it, but they went for it anyway. And <laughs> I think Rivers loved the idea of it, but I think looking back, I don't think anybody's like in love with the product and nobody else except for rivers was really involved in that, at that level. Like I've already recorded the song and then Rivers said, okay, we're going to get him to put this verse on it. And it was like, okay, I hope it works out. And it mm-hmm. worked, but yeah. it, it, you know, it, it didn't have this sort of like joyous ending. It was just kind of like, okay, that's an interesting idea. Moving on, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, at least that's how it felt to me. Yeah. It was a thing. <laughs> kind of like, um, Love is the answer where it's like, well, you know, we did that. Yeah, that was a, that was a, a case of, uh, yeah, we're talking about the dark years here, aren't we? <laughs> um, that was, that I mean, was a- I think that um, Can't Stop Parting, like, I, I like it now, mm-hmm. you know, looking back at it and I can kind of it, appreciate the it's, silliness it's an, it's, or to, to me. Yeah, it's an awkward song in that it's like when he did the kind of uh, acoustic version with Jermaine Dupri, it worked. And then when you added a big four on the floor, kind of like, you know, dance beat to it, it felt, something felt like this isn't going to bring it, but it has all the ingredients of something that should bring it. And so I never felt that it translated live well, you know? I mean, that's yeah, just my personal opinion. Not. Maybe some people loved it. I don't know. 
But um, but yeah, going back to uh, Love is the Answer, it was funny because that was just going to be a, a make-believe song. And mm-hmm. the band worked really hard on it. And in the early phases, it was super cool. And then it didn't make it on the album. And I was bummed because I was like, this could have been something really special. It, and I can't really explain what was different about it from wh- what you ended up hearing. Like there's the Sugar Ray version that, you know, yeah, it's just kind of a weird, almost like a weird cover version <laughs> of something that wasn't out. And then they finally did it later with the, with the old Indian part mixed in. It, it fell flat because it just didn't, it, it felt like kind of artificially, you know, it was like on life support sort of like, okay, let's put this in there. And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't yeah. quite work. And, ugh, you know, so I always look back into what was happening in like 2004 in the studio. It was like, it came so close to being rad and then some changes were made and it just stopped feeling as good. And then they said, oh, something's wrong. It's like, I know what's wrong, but I can't explain it. And now they're just going to mm-hmm. drop it. But then it got resurrected and it didn't get resurrected the way I would hope it had been resurrected. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in terms of the collaboration part of it, like, okay, they went to this woman and she sang her parts. And I think everybody had fun that day. Like, that was cool to see Mm -hmm. that her doing that. It's just that the product at the end didn't feel right to me anyway. Maybe they could do it again, but like actually as a Weezer. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like just regular Mm -hmm. and put some heart into it with everything else. I'd have to be the producer or Pat so we could explain not to do and what to do. Cause there's like, there was this little things that kept changing. It was like, like little melody things kept shifting. I was like, nah, that it was better the first time. Don't go, no, don't go that way. Like little rhythmic things like, <laughs> no, no, no. It was better before you shifted like the emphasis on that syllable. It was just things like that happened that just made it. Now it feels not right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, we know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what makes you emotional like what music can really touch your heart and and like almost make you cry or even make you cry yeah that's what i'm, I'm gonna have a hard time answering for the band or someone else <laughs> but um yeah you know for me it's like a, i'll hear usually it's what people would call deep soul which is not like radio friendly soul music from the 60s and 70s but like stuff that didn't make it and not as a rule, because some of the stuff that didn't make it sucks. But I mean, there's stuff that's come to light over the years, like, oh, these forgotten tracks by blah, 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 and this and that. And some of this stuff is her- her incredibly sad. It's powerful sad. You know what I mean? It's not like sad, like, oh, I'm, I'm whimpering. It's like these people are shouting and yelling, but it's like heart-wrenching. Um, What's an example of that, I, would you say? I'm going to give one example of this. There's an artist named Little Anne. And the song is Deep Shadows. So look that one up. And okay. I'll tell you, that's a song. It doesn't necessarily make me cry, but it like really tugs at me. It's like, it's it's heavy. Like she is freaking wrecked and it's amazing. It's like, whoa, you know? Anyway, and there's a lot of other examples. What's it about? Well, I think the lyrics are kind of like, I don't know, there's something like, like uh, it says like lonely, lonely, lonely is the night that calls. It's all about like, you know, not having somebody or missing somebody, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily lyrics that would make me emotional, but it's the delivery. Do you know what I mean? It's the sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's raw. It's raw. Hmm, very cool. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I'm into stuff like that. It has to, it has to, you know, these people are like letting it all hang out <laughs> in the studio. And, and what, uh, like what, a, what 
period is it from? Is it current? Probably or? 1970-ish, 1973, oh, okay. early 70s. It was just like a forgotten album at the time. It got re-released a couple years ago, you know, because people are always scouring for old stuff to re-release, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's intense. It's it's a good example of something that's like, whoa, this is this is effect this is affecting me. I'll have to check it out. Right. That's exciting. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so who would Weezer or you love to work with in the future? Hmm. Have you guys talked about that? You know, I haven't heard too many discussions about that. I mean, they're 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 going to work again with uh, uh, Jake, who did the White Album. Um, awesome. They they they're looking forward to that. They've kind of got like a another album besides the Black Album that's kind of on the burner right now, and it's it's all designed for Jake to do. So it's going to be this different sound, you know, more like a not I wouldn't say classic Weezer, but like closer to perhaps closer to closer what, to white, closer to that world, you know. So they're excited mm-hmm. about that. But I don't know if I can go beyond that because I don't know really what's on their minds. Like, you know, I don't know if there's any like big dreams to work with anybody in, in particular. That um, they haven't already or because yeah. I know they, uh, Scott just got to play with the cars. Uh, that was a huge dream come true for him. And that, I'm, we're, we're all real proud of him. That was really cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, um, we've known Rick for a long, long time. So it's not like it was a shocker necessarily that he was asked. But it was just so freaking cool that he got to play the Cars songs with the Cars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and like, who can say that they Almost nobody, are, you know. Nobody can say they did that except for him, basically. I mean, there's hardly anybody crazy. on earth that has ever done that. <laughs> Definitely like one to, you know, mm-hmm. add to the memory bank. Totally. For later. Totally. It's a great example. I'm probably forgetting 10 others that you were, you're going to remember, but it's that's a great example. I wonder if they are ever going to be like... Paul McCartney or Elton John or, you know, like somebody <laughs> that is like super duper old school that they would just like freak out to meet. Like, is there, well, is there anybody left like that for them? I wonder. That are still alive? Um, that's a good question. Um, yeah. They've, well, like Pat's met Eddie Van Halen um, and he was, that was a big, big one for him. I don't know if Pat's met the guys in Rush because Rush is super important to Pat. I think Rivers met. Brian Wilson once. Scott. Was he weird? <laughs> I don't think so. He, Not Brian Wilson, but was Rivers weird? Like when you met him, I, like I, don't I think could so. just imagine. I, I don't think okay. he was weird. I, I think they were both, they balanced each other out with the weirdness. Like they're both different kinds of weird. Okay, it was probably like yeah, the most I silent, awkward conversation. It's like some, a lot of smiles and a lot of nothing. And Rivers got to meet, you know, two of the guys in Kiss, uh, which is a big deal for him back in the day. Pat has hung out with um, the guys from ZZ Top, and that's a big deal for Pat. Uh, they've met a lot of idols. They have. Um, now, McCartney, it inter- it's interesting because Scott, his, his, one of Scott's best friends is that guitar player named, um, oh, I forgot. He's uh, the older dude who's kind of got the whew, hair. He was on the cruise. I'm spacing out on his name off the top of my head. But he plays in Paul McCartney's band. He's the guitar player in that band. So wow. Scott's best friend is Paul McCartney's guitar player and has been for years. So I think... Scott's definitely gone to some shows, like like really good seats and stuff, like because he's gotten you know guest listed. But I don't know if he met Paul, but um, yeah, I could definitely see some Weezer McCartney collaborations, like in my head. Everybody says Paul's really cool. I mean, everything I've ever read and everybody anything anybody's ever said is just like he's super super cool. So me too. You know, yeah. Even when he got kicked out of like somebody was having like a rap, not a rap. Uh, party but it was like an after grammy's party or something mm-hmm. 
And Paul McCartney showed up and they were like, oh, I'm sorry, you're not on the guest list. And he was like... <laughs> you don't do that to Paul. Yeah, but they didn't know who he was because they're like, you know, 12. <laughs> right, so, right, right, right. Um, I guess he was cool with like going to another one, but I thought that was funny. And I... Not really funny because I would like be super mad at that guy if I was in charge of that party. Oh, but, no, yeah. Um, he, he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the news. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't, we'll never hear from him again. No, no, no. He's, he, he's, he's, in, <laughs> he's, he, he's in northern Alaska now, raking leaves or something. <laughs> well, well, there you go. I don't know. I, I kind of like listening to the newer songs. I feel like a little bit of of gorillas vibe mm. and i know that they know they must know each other i know they know each other and i know he's into collaborating a lot damon i'm talking yeah. about i don't know if that's that, something that that's they would a, i'm sure that's on doing. river's radar to some degree and i know he respects damon and the gorillas a lot i don't actually know if they've met now obviously matt met him and hung out with him for a long time back in the day although they don't really they haven't been in touch for a long time now so there's certainly a connection there, but as for currently, yeah, I mean that's a that's kind of it seems like a no brainer, but I don't think they've actually talked or hung out. I mean, I could be they wrong. Should. Yeah, no, it's, should. it's a good suggestion. It's a good suggestion. Get a, t- take a note of that, yeah. Rivers, yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, does Rivers still talk to Joe Matt or Matt Joe? Joe Matt, you know that's funny. Um, he, I, I don't think they've had they've been in contact for a while. I think I was in contact with Joe Matt later than Rivers was because I remember meeting with him for lunch. Ooh, like probably 2008 or something like that. And he still lived in Silver Lake in LA at that time. And I, I met him and his, uh, I assumed it was his girlfriend. I wasn't really sure. And, um, uh, we hung out and talked for a while and it was really nice and everything. But at that, that was like the last I think anybody's like heard from him. And if you look online, if you kind of Google him, like all mention of him kind of disappears around like 2010. And I don't know if mm-hmm. he still lives in LA or he moved, but he certainly hasn't put out another issue of his comic book since then, which is kind of disturbing because the comic book was autobiographical. And one of the themes that was in there was how slow he was and how he was getting slower because he was like more and more like, you know, well, honestly, he was addicted to porn and stuff like that. So, like, he had this, and he was—he documented this in his book. I mean, it was brilliant comic book, but like, his output was slower and slower and slower over time because he was more and more like kind of depressed and insular and like, you know, not being in the real world anymore. And, he, but he's like such a big ego that he would never like hurt himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he's mm-hmm. just like kind of like. So you're not like worried in that way. Not worried in you're that way. Like, but he was like, I, I can, you know, he got to. The, I think he got to a point where he was just like, I, who knows? Like, he, I don't know if his publisher still wants to publish his book at this point. I don't know what happened to him. And it's 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 a bummer because he's so freaking good at the thing he's great at. You know, like his book. It's like he's like the perfect. He like he's super obsessive. He's super. He's a very distinct personality, and he gets it across in his comic perfectly. And when you meet him, he's exactly like that. A little more relaxed in the comic. <laughs> the comic was a little frantic compared to his his actual. But he really it's like a he, he, exaggeration. Okay. Yeah, the comic really found a way to capture the guy that's like living in his own head all the time. You know, you know, scheming or upset about this or like you know, like all kinds. You know, it's like he was so good at that, and he was really nice when I met him that day. This was like the second time I met him. The first time was with Rivers and uh, E from the Eels, which was a very mm-hmm. interesting lunch. 
I got to say, because I guess E and Joe Matt had been friends for a while and somehow and Rivers really wanted to meet Joe. So E, you know, E was there too. You know, Hooked it up. And I was like, what a strange lunch we're all having right now. I took a funny picture of those three <laughs> together. Because E lived right, right there. Like they lived like blocks from each other in Silver Lake, but I don't know if they still do at this point. I have no idea. So yeah, nobody's, I don't think, I, if I asked Rivers about it, I'm sure he'd say like, yeah, I haven't heard from him because I don't think anybody's heard from him in a long time. Yeah, when you Google it, I think I remember just kind of like stops, like you yeah. said. Yeah, like he he did a um, What's in Your Bag for Aaron's Records. Oh, not Aaron's, uh, Amoeba, about, again, like eight, nine years ago. And that's and it's a video of him like sh- you know talking about the re- like CDs he bought or whatever uh, at the record store. And then that's the last thing I could ever find on him. I was like, damn. I'll have to look that up because I don't remember seeing that when I was checking it out. Because um, I did see it was like yeah, there's almost no video of him doing comics. anything on the internet. Like that's the only video you can really find of him practically. He's 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 very much a hermit. <laughs> yeah. But um. Well, I mean, sometimes it's like that personality goes goes there. Absolutely, absolutely. So, my next question: Do you know what the inspiration was for "Jacked Up" and "Feels Like Summer," which are two? of my favorites. Hmm. Inspiration. Um, I know that on the on the White Album, there was some spreadsheets and processes and noises. I don't know if that was... Well, had anything to I, do think, with them. I think, um, unfortunately, I don't really know the answers, but I can say that in general, since about the White Album, like beyond uh, everything will be all right, like once you get past that, it's kind of like a new phase or whatever, from the White mm-hmm. Album forward... This is the, the era of Rivers has mentioned it in, in interviews where he he does keep spreadsheets of lyrics and melodies and ideas and and he can he writes down all kinds of stuff that he hears and he doesn't necessarily have a plan for it until he starts assembling them and he like and he organizes things by meter and rhymes and melodies and length and and all these other things. And he starts like sort of crafting songs out of out of thin air because all these pieces, like wow, I've got like three hundred phrases that end in this sound. Which one would be good here? And then he's like, well, that's weird. I've never heard thought of. I would never would have thought of this lyric next to that lyric. And you think like, well, you know, how are you writing a song when you don't know what you're writing about? But it's like he's discovering that you can write a song without knowing what it's going to be about until it comes together, which. I think it's kind of cool, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's it's certainly. I mean, a, I guess if you're like having favorite things, like if you're like, oh, I really like this poem that I read, and then I like this Weezer song, right? And I like this book. If you were gonna do something in the future, I guess it. I mean, it would make sense to kind of mash them together and use your your things that you that you liked. Yeah, I mean, it, and you have to understand the scale of this. I mean nobody's got like i have a lot of like say records in my collection rivers has a lot of lyrics in his collection and i mean thousands like like he's like it's really really comprehensive to the point and he and he writes these kind of like little algorithms that can like all right please identify everything that's got the following <laughs> rhythmic structure where it's like dot 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 and it'll get like 32 of them okay now which one of these might work here in this song and it's like i don't think anybody else writes like that like he's invented this weird new way of writing, I think, you know, and it's, 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 it's making songs that are working. That's the crazy part. 
So he, yeah. he's, he's onto something. I don't know what it is exactly, but he's definitely onto it. <laughs> so is that what he used for, for Jacked Up and Feels well, Like Summer? that's what I don't know. They're both part of this time period where that would that's what he's been doing, but it could be that mm-hmm. there's been anomalies where it's like he just maybe he just sat down at the piano and wrote Jacked Up one day because he felt like it. You know, it's possible. It sounds like that to me. Like, it's the kind of the way that song sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, White Album, there could still be songs that dated back farther, you know, because that came after a couple years off. So that could have been an older one, maybe. But I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Feels Like Summer, I know, is is a fairly recent composition. And therefore, it would almost certainly be at least somewhat constructed in that in that new way. But I have to say, even with that technique, I still feel there's sort of this um, override of meaning that he makes sure a song has, because I think there's mm-hmm. like there's hidden there's hidden background in all these lyrics. Not all of them, because some mm-hmm. of them he just literally just heard somebody say on the street, but he arranges them in a way that like like it means something. Where he says he's like a, like in the you know he's in the graveyard and you know he's just a boy in his computer and all this stuff. Like it it, it does resonate with with a story that maybe only he'll ever know. But it's like I, you know, it doesn't feel like just random, you know. It feels like right. You know, I mean, there could be ones a that so- a song and a thought, and there could be stuff that sounds totally like he had a thought, and yet it was random too. I don't know. It's possible as well. <laughs> that makes sense. And jacked up was the song that he did with. That was the collaboration. Oh. Uh, with I want to say Franz Ferdinand, but I know it's not them. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't remember that guy's name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's gonna bug. It's gonna bug me. Do you guys ever feel jaded? Like, do they feel like fancy, super famous rock stars all the time? And I don't nothing's think so. real. I don't think so. I think occasionally there's a little bit of like you know princessy behavior at times. Especially you know, especially if things aren't going well and like there's like a, a bad day or something. But mm-hmm. I think the one of the reasons this band is is continued and not exploded and dis- disappeared is the fact that they're all very aware of their luck and the fact that they've been working hard for a long time and they don't want to blow it. They want to keep going. Mm -hmm. And I think if you had an inflated sense of yourself, you're not being self-aware and you're not keeping that in check. And I think it's the people that do that that have major missteps in that way. Yeah. Like we just talked about Smash Mouth the other day. So we're thinking, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, Smash Mouth, not really, but um, (laughs) they like, they probably kind of, I mean, they were on Shrek for goodness sakes Mm -hmm. and like hate the fact that they were on Shrek. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, you should be freaking bowing down to Shrek for making you popular. In their, in their case. Yeah. I mean, those guys hit the jackpot. And they should just feel lucky that anybody cared at all. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like... Because like, uh, they're Smash Mouth. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've always been curious about that. Like, is I've taken a picture with Rivers, I think, once or twice. And um, it's it's been weird. So I didn't know if... Mm. It's weird because he's a little weird or if it's weird. Cause like, he's like, I'm fancy, too fancy to be here. Weird. He's never been too fancy to be here. That's definitely, a, that's not, he's unusual because he's constantly fighting massive both shyness, which sounds crazy. Like how could that guy on that stage be like that? But in terms of like social situations with people he's not met, that's like, is his, his like Achilles tendon, I would say. 
So you just saw him as he often is with people he doesn't know. <laughs> he just gets, he kind of clams up and he's kind of strange. And it really just depends on what he's going into a situation with. Like he deliberately met fans back around uh, uh, U-Bait and he didn't know them personally, but the whole idea was we're going to hang out in this room together. And so he got very person, he got very, you know, animated. People are like, wow, he's being so cool. But he went into that, like, this is what I'm going to do. If he feels caught off guard or he's like said, oh, you know, if, if his thought was like, I'm just going to kind of scuttle away and disappear, but it was like, hey, get over here and take a picture. <laughs> he might be like, oh, okay, I'll do it. But I feel weird. You know, like, like he, uh-huh. it, he's, it's very like by contrast, he's got to pr- psych himself up. And right. By contrast, it. a much more natural reacting person would be Pat. He, you know, he's he's always just kind of relaxed when it comes to stuff. Like he might be, have a lot in his mind, but like he's always kind of the same guy, be it mm-hmm. in private or in public sort of. So when somebody comes up and says, Hey Pat, can I get a picture? You're just going to see like Pat being like, Hey, what's going on? You know, like, it's not going to like, he's not going to, sure. like, he's not going to have this sort of like preconceived, like, Oh God, you know, this is going to crush me. I, I, I can't deal with it right now. Like, I, I, you know, this is freaking me out. Like he doesn't get shy. He doesn't get, you know, but rivers, it really affects him. And he, he has to really, you know, work on that to, uh, to get, you know, to often just to get through a day. Like it's, there's a lot, there's a lot to process and he's, and he's, yeah. and he hyper schedules himself to the point where he's got a million things on his mind all running at the same time. So like interruptions was what they are to that throws him off, you know, like I was headed over here yeah. and now right. I have to stop and I don't know right. it's, if it's, I'm okay it, with that. Right. It's a hard, <laughs> yeah. It's not like I, this is, this is beneath me. Like he knows that, you know, in music, you have to, there's a thousand things you have to do and you have to do them all yeah. and you can't be a princess about it. But anyway, so it wasn't, it wasn't that kind of weird. <laughs> and I, I get that. And I kind of, um, I think we all know and can appreciate, uh, what that feels like. I mean, um, like going on a job interview, right. that's difficult and scary right, and right, right. meeting a new person or, you know, uh, podcasting with Carl Cook, right. uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> I hope it's I not was, too difficult. It's, I, I was, I well, mean. it's like kind of freaky. Like I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I am yeah. having an interview with Carl. I'm trying not to freak out and be a weirdo. <laughs> uh, but now I feel normal. So it's good. 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 Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the least of your worries. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. And I think, I think we all understand Rivers's shyness, but it it's still like, you know, we wish that he didn't have to feel that way. But I guess that's right. for anybody, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's a he's got a I, he's just a he's a tough one to explain it briefly. You know, it's it's and nobody knows except everything except for him. You know what I mean? Like there's aspects that only he'll ever understand, <laughs> and that's and that's I'm cool. Sure. I mean, he's a very complicated dude. That's just how it is, you know. But yeah, he he's he absolutely doesn't resent any aspect of what he does he's you know the only thing he doesn't like is when his schedule gets thrown off (laughs) and then he gets then he can get a little a little a little a little upset (laughs) well i get that because i could like i know um or he talked about in an interview with talking about going to a restaurant he has like a a a sheet that he prints out that has like all the ingredients in the salad that he likes at this restaurant 
And I was like, well, I wonder what would happen if like they didn't put like two things on his salad that he asked for right, or he would right. like, get upset. Well, I mean, he went through I, trouble don't think, of making I, I don't think he'd throw a fit. It's just he's trying to prevent unideal results at all times. You know, mm-hmm. he's trying to he's sort of like trying to outthink the world. Like I want to not end up getting something that's not right or something that's not going to be the way it should be or whatever. So it's it's kind of it's, it's kind of overdoing it, but it's almost like he needs to overdo it. Like that's how he that's how he deals with stuff. That's who he is. Yeah. And so do you think other like the rest of the band kind of um balance him out like cuz they're more chill? Oh, definitely. Definitely. They all and they all like they they probably haven't openly discuss this, but I think they all kind of have an innate sense that they kind of, you know, they sort of need know how to be, they need each other in that sense. Like it kind of balances, you know? So what is a typical day like for, for everybody? Does everybody just like get up and have breakfast and hang out with their kids and like read the paper and Um, like go to the studio or? Well, not all days are scheduled for, for band work. Uh, if there was a day like that, I mean, I, I can't say I know how they, their day really starts. Uh, again, Rivers would have the most strict schedule. He'd awake at a very specific time and he'd be doing very specific things. He doesn't have downtime. He doesn't have idle time. He schedules everything. The other guys don't do that. And everybody's got, you know, a family and kids and stuff, except for Brian. So I'm not really sure how late he sleeps or what he does when he wakes up, but he ends up doing a lot of interesting cultural things and going off and doing stuff on his own. <laughs> and, he, and he has friends and he goes and does things. And I don't know what they are because he's, you know, he's still a bachelor. But yeah, I think they all have very, I mean, they're all, you know, these are all middle-aged guys, technically. They don't necessarily look like it on stage, but they all have kids and families, and, you know, and, and they're all, they have to take care of, you know, home concerns. And, you know, I think there's... um depending on the day, like they might be working on music on their own at home, you know, be it like, you know, working on a track or something to, sh- to, to share with the band later or just something for fun, you know, just really, like, I'm just going to make it, I just want to work on this, whatever. And, it, you know, if there's something scheduled, like, okay, we're going to go rehearse this song or we're going to go record it, whatever, or, you know, then that's what they end up doing. And there's a lot of, of course, it's LA, so there's a lot of driving around, probably not being happy with the traffic and, you know, <laughs> just like everybody else. <laughs> Um, uh, well, Pat lives far, right? Like yeah, from LA? He's, he, he lives down in, um, uh, Carlsbad. So for him to go to LA, depending on traffic could be an hour to two hours going up to four Oh five and stuff, but, um, or the five, I mean, so he has to like work it out. Yeah. He has to schedule it. Like, okay, if I'm going to go to the studio, I'm going to leave at such a time and get there early. And you know, it's just kind of, and sometimes we'll even like stay overnight at, at a hotel in the city because, it's ridiculous to work till a certain hour and then have to come back super late. Mm-hmm. But 99% of the time they just work it out so that, you know, Pat, we need you this day and this day and this day. And he says, okay. And they just, they just do it. It's a lot of driving. Does everybody work every day or I don't think do they, so. Like do people take days off and like go hang out? I think, I think it just, relax? I think it just depends. I think it just depends. I mean, if there's, you know, an album being worked on, then obviously they're working more days than not, but there's certainly, and a lot of times they'll switch off. It's like, you know, Brian will go to the studio alone, you know, with the, you know, for a while. And then maybe two guys will be in the studio for a little while. But it ends up being a lot of like, you know, okay, you're going to go in here from this time to this time. And then tomorrow I'll go in and do this. And then I'll go back and check what you did on the vocals. And then I'll do my part. And they just, you know, trade off time like that. Does everybody talk or does everybody text to each other? And there's definitely texting going on. 
a lot. Do you guys send each other weird pictures or just like normal, like, <laughs> uh, text, like, hi, how's well, your day? Personally, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Rivers texts. I think he's 99% emails. I think per, uh, personally, uh, I'll text with Brian a little bit here and there, but uh, not a lot. It's just occasional he'll ask me some random question or whatever. I'm in a group email, a group chat, I mean, a group text, I guess, with Pat, Scott, and a friend, another friend of ours. And that's where things get goofy. That can just be, you know, sharing some bizarre YouTube video of like David Lee Roth singing horribly or, you know, this like stuff will just be thrown <laughs> back and forth, arguments over what's bad. Make you think like normal friends would send like, you know, video that I thought of you with this horrible video. It's just stuff. It's just, it's, it's, it's mostly just like discussing, you know, something horrendous musically that's going on or, you know, just, <laughs> just something that, you know, because stuff will just turn up on the internet like, oh my God, listen to this thing, you know, like somebody found blah, blah, blah. So that throws up, that goes up in there. Yeah, and then me and Pat will text back and forth once in a while. We'll just like we'll use the voice feature and just send it and just like you know do kind of an abstract rap to each other and just send it. Just, <laughs> you know, just like, like I'm just driving in the car and I'm like, all right, I have to I have to say this and I'll just send it. <laughs> but yeah, there's not a ton of it, you know. Uh, I, th- I know Pat and Scott are definitely texters. I see them on their phone a lot, but uh, I don't know who they're talking to. <laughs> probably probably Pat's talking to his wife most of the time because they're always in, they're always in contact. Is he trying to keep that like under wraps? Because I know his wife isn't like listed on Weezerpedia. Is that on purpose or is that just because it like hasn't been updated? Oh, um, I think it hasn't been updated because I don't know if people know the, like I, obviously we, we own Weezerpedia now, but like, you know, the, the, the people that edit are free to put it, do whatever they want. I don't know if people know that information and it's not my place to share it necessarily. So unless it gets out there somehow, like it's not really where I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, let me tell you about Pat's wife. You know, it's like, it's not really my place. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm friends with her. I, you know, she's nice. I'm not going to be like, hey, I'll put you on the internet, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, if it, it gone this long without it getting out, then yeah. like, I guess, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think, on purpose? honestly, I don't, I don't think it's a secret, you know, I really don't, but it's, um, Apparently. People haven't gone gotten obsessed with it yet. I guess not. Apparently. I guess not. Because yeah. <laughs> it's not up. <laughs> I guess not. Okay, uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll we'll like have some really quick uh, black album questions. Mm-hmm. Let's see what time is it? Yeah. It's late. Oh god. Okay. The two songs out now, are they a good representation of the Black Album as a whole, would you say? Honestly, I can't really answer that because I have not heard the current state of affairs, but I would suspect they're in the ballpark. So it's not going to be like, I I don't know. I guess when I heard that it was going to be dark, I envisioned a different feeling Mm -hmm. than what those give me. So... Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't know how to interpret that. Like, I, I, I know what you mean, but I don't know what to say exactly. I think I think it, it evolved over time, you know, and the, it's it's dark in contrast to the songs they're going to work on with Jake, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And dark doesn't necessarily mean evil or or nasty. It's just a different, no, it's a different I, vibe. I was thinking like moody yeah, or like yeah, yeah. just right it's not like it's not like a nine inch nails record or something like that no it's like uh it's just 
in contrast to other kinds of Weezer that are not black. If that, if that makes any sense. <laughs> but I can't get more into it than that. I, I don't know how to. Like we're not going to be at the beach. Like, right, you know. right, 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 right. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, okay. I think I think Can't Knock the Hustle is a very uplifting song in its own way, but it doesn't sound at all like something that would be on the White Album to me. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So tell me about the cover. Uh, do you know, I know that they had like a special director. Yeah, I can't tell you all about it, but I can tell you a few things I do know. The idea, like the visual sort of thought, was worked on by Rivers and an art director. They kind of collaborated to come up with this this thing. And I think the art director figured out how to make this this black goo and I don't know what the stuff is made out of, but it's not toxic. It's not like some horrible oil or something. And they could breathe if they were very careful and breathed carefully and slowly because the stuff wasn't actually going up their nostrils. There is videotape. It does exist. You can actually see it being poured on them and stuff, but I don't have that and I can't share it with you right now. And that's basically it. That's basically it. So was it just like, we want to do the Black Album cover, figure like figure something out? And I don't, like, this I, is what? I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, okay. I'm going to guess that the art director that was talking to Rivers said, may have, may have suggested, what if you guys were covered in black stuff? You know, that's all I can <laughs> think of what happened because, it, or maybe Rivers said, I want to be covered in black stuff. I want us to look, I want it to look black on black. So they, I don't know, somebody, but the guy figured out how to make that stuff. I don't know what it's made out of. Like I heard once the ingredient list and I can't remember what it was. Some weird (laughs) stuff they made. It's cool looking. It is very cool. So they're still fine tuning and recording. Yes. Yes. This is still being worked on right now. They are not done. Do you know if they are going to have 10 songs or what the song count? Don't know. Don't know. I've been hearing the trend these days to have shorter albums. Like, like somehow that, that, that seems to be a thing. Not necessarily for Weezer, but it's a thing these days. Like it's somehow like, mm. like because of like everybody's shorter attention span and this and that. Like now, a lot of albums have seven or eight songs now. I'm not saying that's going to be true for this one, but that's that is a thing that's happening. I've heard about. So who knows? Is there going to be anything special on this album? I don't know. Like something different? I do not know. Okay. I do not know. I've haven't I haven't heard any music in enough time that now I feel like anything I can remember hearing may not be. A, relevant you know okay do you know what the deal is with the pineapple man or is it seriously just like it's a real you know, it's, it's it's going to be a real product i do know that i don't it, it's somehow oh, really? yeah there's actually going to be this is going to be released like people will be drinking the real stuff in stores somehow this got tied into this because of somebody that is like tight with the management company and they suggested like well why don't we have like a, a like a sub promotion built into it because it's kind of funny and everybody they just ran with it but it is going to be that, that stuff's going to be on shelves it is so hold on a minute <laughs> do i have a real pineapple mon drink or is it as like far as i know it is but else. i don't know i've never actually drank this stuff i have no idea what it's supposed to taste like <laughs> Interesting. Okay. But I do, the guy, there's a guy that actually start is going to launch this company shortly. I don't know exactly when or where or how big it's going to be, but that's, that's, that's the deal. It's a real company. Very cool.
Is there any special Carl news, like any projects that you want to share with us? Or? Ooh, doing this podcast I heard about. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I am currently at work on a video thing that will probably be tied into the Black Album a little bit when that is released, but I can't really talk about it because it's literally being, like, we're literally shooting and editing it right now. And it's just something that Rivers wanted to do, and eventually you'll, you'll know more. <laughs> okay. So we just found out recently that Weezer's nominated for another Grammy, mm-hmm. which is very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. They're also going to be on a New Year's Eve show, yes. which is, yes. like, crazy. Yes, yes, that's a big deal. I mean, congrats to them. And are they super excited? Like, are they freaking out? Well, the thing, the funny thing is, is that because it's like the Hollywood segment, they're not actually going to be in Times Square. So, I know, but still, it, they're going to be on the TV I, I think, for New well, Year's I think Eve. I think it's very exciting because it, it reaches so many people. Like, it's like it's a big deal yeah. in that sense. So, even though they're going to be playing in some goofy ballroom somewhere, it's going to reach so many people that that's. They think that's very that's very good. They're very happy about that. I think a lot of fans are going to be like, dude, I get to watch Weezer on New Year's Eve. Like what could be, well, the nerdy ones, you know. We finally finally got it. (laughs) (laughs) We made it. I don't know. Well, we hope they win this time. I think they should have won for White in the first place. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe they'll get get it this time. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Is Is there anything else? I don't even know if like they know you're doing this, but... Is there anything else you want to share or Weezer wants to share or wants to tell anyone? Stay in school and don't do drugs. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think uh, it may not be often expressed, but there's, but know that there's a real gratitude for, for how devoted the fans are because it, it obviously, you know, it, it, some, it may be easy to forget sometimes like when you're trapped in a, trying to get on a, on a plane and, you're delayed and you're all frustrated about this and that, but it's like the whole reason any of this is happening is because fans are, are, are interested and are want to go experience Weezer. So we remind ourselves that that's the most important thing. Very nice. Well, so before we go really quick, we're going to get Carl's rating Mm. of the two songs that we've done that you are (laughs) on. Yes. (laughs) So do you want to give us your rating of uh, Don't Let Go? So I can tell you what we gave Don't Let Go before. Amy uh, gave it a 10 Mm -hmm. and I gave it a 6 for a total uh, or an average of 8. So whatever you... Well, I gave it a 6. So I guess I... What I... Yes. Okay. So I give it a lightning strike, a lightning strap and a Weezer prom picture. And that's a total of 5 points. Now, then... I gave it one point for being catchy, but I don't know what that one is called. That's a Blazer Brian. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a Blazer <laughs> Brian. So my total is six for Don't Let Go, um, which seems kind of weak uh, when I think about it. But uh, I couldn't I couldn't add other ones because I don't believe that that's not how I feel about that song. Like, I, I really like it, but it just got a six for me. So we are Weezer, including Carl, gives Don't Let Go. An eight again. <laughs> the the good life. Amy gave it an eight. Rick gave it an eight, and I give it a nine. Okay. What do you give it, Carl? My total. Well, I'll tell you how I got there. I gave it. See, I don't have these symbols in front of me. So Scott Navest and Pat Jamin on the drums. So my total for good life is eleven. So you upped our score because it was yeah. an eight point five. Yeah. So now it's a nine. Well, I gave it a lot of points. Good job. I gave it a lot of points. It scored in all those all four areas for there. For me. 
Yeah, I'm kind of sad that the good life didn't get a higher. I would think it would. Well, I was doing my really best. I was doing my best for you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, so thank you so much, Carl. You're welcome. You're welcome. We appreciate it. The fans appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, I can't believe it's happening. <laughs> if you want to check out more from Carl, he's on Instagram, Twitter. His name is Carlophone, K-A-R-L-O-P-H-O-N-E, like an old school record player, but with a Carl. Um, well, it's like the, it's, it's basically <laughs> the Beatles record label with a K instead of a P. Oh, there we go. But that's not really why I did that. I just thought it was cool to have my name in there. I don't know. Carlophone. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. No, I like it. It's like, I don't know. Why is my... This screen name, Starry21. I don't know, because that was my email when I was 21. (laughs) If you want more Weezer, go to www.weezer.com. Check us out. We are Weezer on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Email us at weareweezerforever at gmail.com. And um, adios. And thanks, Carl. Hasta luego. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. We are Weezer, and I love you.